So I am completely wowed that you were the top results on Google for life coaching, right? Most people can't be the top result on Google for purple pajamas with dinosaurs on them, right? Like even random things, something like life coaching that a lot of people look for that has what, 23 million results. That's really incredible. Well, thanks. We'll get into that. We'll talk about how how I got ranked and how you can achieve excellence in whatever marketing method that you choose. Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. Today, I have David Wood here. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Esty. I'm glad to be here. And I've just noticed your background for the first time. I love that you got pillows and a bed and a pillow that says relax. Uh, <laughs> it has me more, even more curious about you and what kind of person would create something like that. <laughs> well, I, I guess we'll get into that if we have any time after we're telling everyone all about you. So guys, if you don't know who David Wood is, then you probably haven't Googled life coaching. David is a former consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. He built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching and coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. I really want to dive into this number one on Google life coaching because I feel like almost every human on the planet would want to be number one on Google for something, um, as well as helping others. David is no stranger to overcoming challenges himself, having survived a full collapse of his paraglider and a fractured spine, witnessing the death of his sister at age seven, anxiety and depression, and a national gong show. This is a great bio. He coaches high-performing business owners to double revenue and their time off by focusing on less and being 30% more courageous in their business or career. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. There's so much to unpack there. Where to start? Can I start with the gong show? I'm going to pick the most random, seemingly irrelated element of your bio and start there. Yeah, and I bet we can find how it's related. Okay. So I, I was working in a big company in, in New York and, you know, consulting actuary, and I thought I had it made and I decided to quit. And whenever Why? you quit, Why? I decided to quit because I wasn't, um, wasn't really happy with my life in New York. And I thought I'd be happier going back home to Australia. Um, I, I had that wrong, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so I quit my job and I figured I'd, I'd, I'd start working for the same company there. I was, my skills were in demand, so that was good. But I thought, what would I do if I had a break? And I think everyone, whenever you quit a job, you're obliged to take time off, take six months. And I said, what would I do if I had six months to do anything in the world and I'd always love seeing those guys at the ski fields who'd play Piano Man and get everyone up singing. And they'd be on the guitar, walking around the crowd, and they might put on a black Afro and sing Blame It on the Boogie. They just <laughs> entertain the crowd. And I'd always wanted to do that. 
And even though I couldn't really sing, I decided that is what I'm going to do with my six months. And so I had a one man band and I started playing at, at pubs. I got a teacher to teach me how to sing. And then there was a national gong show was doing auditions. For what is the national at- gong show? What is that? Well, the gong show in the U.S. is where people go on and they they do some kind of an act and they get gonged off. Oh, okay, like a competition. Yeah, it's like a high-pressure thing. Now, in Australia, it was called Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, and they had a segment called Red Faces. So you go on, you do your show, and basically they make fun of you, and and you could get gonged off in the first two seconds if you're not very good. And it was a competition. And so here I am, I decided to go and audition because I thought it would be good publicity for my act. And that's what I was willing to do. So I'm there in the green room. I'm about to go and compete with two chainsaw jugglers and an 80 year old woman playing the ukulele. You can't make this stuff up. And I was so scared to go on national television for the first time in my life and to play guitar and sing. What if I hit the wrong key? What if I forgot the words? I started getting worried I was gonna pee my pants because I was so terrified. <laughs> I lost three drops of urine. And I'm like, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a kilt. Are you kidding me? I was, I don't know that I've been more Why were you wearing a kilt? <laughs> yes. Now, look, I'm a solution-focused person. So fortunately, I had my overnight bag. I went and put on two extra pairs of underpants in some hope that that might save me. And then I went out and did it. I did the act. And if you- um, You're a great storyteller. You guys guys can watch this if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash Mr. Woody, and that's M-R Woody. Uh, You will find me- a long time ago going on national TV in a kilt and singing 500 miles by the Proclaimers. It's uh, a great it song. Quite the experience. That's amazing. That is just. But here's how it's relevant. My <laughs> okay, question, how's it relevant? My, my question for, for all our listeners is what are you willing to do for your business? I was willing to do the scariest thing. One of the scariest things I can imagine for publicity for my business. Now you don't have to go on national TV and do that, but what would you be willing to do for the chance of your business really taking off? That's how Ooh, it's I like it. I like it. The life coach is embedded in you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Always looking for relevance and, and make, make some kind of meaning out of because totally. I'm also like that. So like I, I see it. It's like every story and the way it comes is because that's how you live. I know for me, it's how I live. Everything happens. I'm like, okay, what can I take from this? How can I apply this? What's the lesson here? How did this work? How can it match something? So the transition from consulting actuary to Google's number one life coach, how does that happen? Well, so I'm, bear in mind, I'm now playing guitar. So I left the actuarial stuff <laughs> and I'm playing guitar. And then I, I, I coached someone in New York when I did a course called the Landmark Forum. And ah, uh, I've never done a Landmark. I haven't heard of them in ages. I feel like it got very quiet. Landmark is like not trendy right now. I still recommend it to 
everybody. Still, they're still anybody around? and everybody. Oh, yeah. They're, okay. they're doing on, online courses now. But it, they, they cracked my heart open. They cracked my cynicism. Wow. And I found myself coaching someone in, and changing their life overnight. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So when I was in Australia and I met a guy who was coaching, he was doing a coaching program. I said, I've wanted to do that for a year. How about I hire you as my coach and uh, I'll be a practice client and I'll learn by osmosis because I, I tend to watch monkey see monkey do. So we did that. And then I got started. I, I was auditioning a singer for my act because I can't sing as we've established. <laughs> and I thought I'll get a, a great singer and she'll carry me basically. And she was having some issues in her life and work. And I said, how about you be my first practice client? And I'll, I charged her what I was paying my guy. And so I was off and running. And then I went and did a training program. But at that time, search engines were a new thing. So this is back in 99 now. Oh, wow. And the search, okay. search engines were pretty new. There was Alta Vista, Yahoo was still a thing. And I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. I, I love systems and I love business. So I started looking at, well, what do you do? And a lot of the things that I did back then are still applicable today. It's just the competition has gotten insane. Yes. So I, you know, I went and looked it up. How do you do it? And I put anchor text on my pages and I linked to other sites. And then I had other sites linked to me and I was just early at it. I think that's one of the reasons. And then Google came along and um, also the search engines back then were charging. <clears throat> it was all paid. If you wanted to be at the top of the listings, you had to pay, which shot the integrity of the engines. And I think that's why Google got ahead because right. they separated their advertising. You could tell what was ads and you could tell what was clean results. Right. And so I, I out of 23 million results for life coaching, I was so proud to, <laughs> to be amazing. number one. But basically get in early if you can and then really focus your attention. As a business owner, yeah, you want to get great at Facebook ads. You want to get great at alliances. You want to get great at search engine optimization. You want to get great at all of it. But if you try and do that, you're just going to be mediocre at everything. So I would say, do some testing. That's what I do with my clients. I say, well, test a few things over the next, say, six weeks. And then pick one thing and go deep. And that's what I've done with podcasting. I've done 160 interviews in the last two years. I love it. And, and I, so I, I'm just, this is my method. Podcast, podcast, podcast. I share what I know. Someone resonates with it. They ask if they can have a session with me. We do a session. Maybe we start working together. That's my method. So my question for you, for all listeners, what's your method that you're going to go deep on and become really well known for excellence in that marketing method. Okay. I like it. I like it. I want to know how long it took for you to get gonged off of the show. I got a feeling, I got a feeling they might have gonged me in the first two seconds. <laughs> um, I can't remember if that, it's so long ago, if it was me or someone else they did that to. And the host said, I think that might have been a bit premature. I think they did it for a gag, um, but it's not on the video. So maybe, maybe it was just someone else. I actually managed to get right through 
to about a minute. I got to the end of my act, which I think was a huge feat. I kept it short. I kept it punchy, entertaining. And then they gonged me right at the end when I was saying, thank you. I love it. I love it. I'm totally going to check that video out. So here's a question. I agree with you completely on going deep. A lot of what I teach is about focus. I get a lot of pushback, right? I just have a client right now, actually, who I, I showed him focus. He's like, SD, thanks for showing me focus. Uh, we'd like to be diffuse, kindly develop a strategy that is diffuse and less effective. He didn't write the less effective part. Um, uh. <laughs> So, but here's a question for you. So you came into the industry really early. Yeah. Um, I've also been coaching. I'm like halfway point, like 12 years. The transition from being the top of Google, one of the only, you know, life coaches maybe in your city at that time in life to what the industry's become now. I think a lot of people in, and over the last year with COVID and everything, everyone is in a global marketplace. The local massage therapist and grocery store is operating in a global marketplace. So what would you say, what have you done for yourself to deal with that as that shifts at the whole industry transition in so many different yeah. ways? I think it's been an axiom of marketing since the beginning of time that the more you focus and the more niched you can be, the more successful you can be. We don't have time on this interview for me to go through all the benefits of targeting. But just a couple are, let's say, um, I was talking to John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire, and we were talking about focus, for example, and how narrow should you go? Since that's my branding is focus. And he made a good point. He said, if you're already well-established and you've got some good credibility and a following and whatever, you can go broader. But when you're starting, you've got to drill down. So for example, with focus, I could have picked, I will help you take one project from beginning to completion. That's what I do. I'm the project completion guy. Now that's a way that we could go deeper into focus. I could have picked something else and said, I am the goal setting guy. You come to me, we spend a month and we work out your vision for your entire future. That's what I do. So you see how I'm trying to give some examples of how I you hear, can meaning go within further. the life coaching space, which is so varied and it's so personal, right? They're all personal brands. You're connecting to the human, connecting to the coach themselves, their content, your confidence is great. You're picking a thing that people can anchor on. So instead of, okay, yeah. I need a life coach. It's like, okay, I'm a project completion guy. You got a project, I'm gonna make sure you get it done. Yeah. What kind of projects? Cause because you do business also. So it's business projects, it's personal projects. It's like, would weight loss be a project for a person? Would it be a, a business yeah. launch, anything? Well, you could pick weight loss, but within weight loss, I'd get even more specific. It might be body sculpting. Uh, it might be abs. What I, you know, now you people, you can coach people on other things mm -hmm. or you could serve people on other things. They come to you. Do you help with this? Sure. But what's the message? What are you going to be known for that all of your friends, all your colleagues, all your customers tell people, this is what this person is really good at. So what I did, because coaching is a massive field, I had to pick and I initially, I had pushback because the brain will push back. 
And I said, well, I work with entrepreneurs, executives, and leaders of all kinds. Now, sure, maybe ultimately that's where I'm going to get to, but it's too broad. Executives is a whole different market. That whole I different just, market. Executives I and just, entrepreneurs are not the same human. Yeah, I just coached a bunch of VPs last year and I'm like, oh, wow, you guys are facing different issues and you got different agendas and different value sets. So I had to narrow it down even further. And I say, I work with business owners. Now, which business owners? All right, you have to be already up and running. If you're just starting out, I'm not the guy for you. But if you already have, uh, you know, between 5,000 and say 80,000 a month, then yes, I can help you. You've got to have a good product or service and a good reputation. And you're already successful in a number of areas. You can have problems. That's fine. But you're not like freaking out and massively struggling and like everything's chaos. Um, so I had to focus on who. I work with, then you got to focus on the what. So I, the truth is between you and me and all the people listening is that I'm happy to work with anyone on any problem they have, as long as it's going to make their life better. That's what I'm happy to work with, but that doesn't work for branding. And people want to know my system, my methodology. I just signed up a new client half an hour ago delightful woman. And she kind of wanted to get a sense of what we might cover or how it might work. And I said, look, the truth is you speak, I listen and something comes out of my mouth. And I, I said, I said the metaphor I used with you 10 minutes ago about a secretary and triage. So the secretary doesn't get overloaded. I've used that with zero people in 20 years of coaching. That's what came out of my mouth in this space. Yeah. But that doesn't work for branding so much. Although just hearing that out loud, maybe I, I will share that because that could be kind of a cool. I will tell difference. you that I actually, so <laughs> I always record everything I do because I do the same thing but I cannot say it the second time the same because when you're in that flow state, I'll say it once you're like, oh my God, did you write that down? They're like, no, like, but that was perfect. Right. I can't, I can't do it again like that. So I just, we just record everything. My team knows they're like, wait, Esther, you're talking this. We're going to want to record this. <laughs> so yeah, it does work. Cause sometimes part of your brand, I actually know a guy, um, one of my colleagues, part of his brand is how he connects to kind of the source within you. And he pulls things out of you in real time. So that can be part of a brand, right? I love that concept. And I want to point out that, you know, as you're, as you're, ah, it's just, there's layers of genius. And I want, I want you, the listener to recognize this, right? In answering the question, in giving the guidance, David is promoting himself very, very subtly. He's being so specific on what he's looking for so that you can be like, oh, I'm that person. He's being specific in a positive way, but also filtering out the negatives, right? It's like, this is you, you're my client. If you're this person, you're not my client. And it's just, it's so, and you can be like, oh, okay. I could work with David. I like this. This is me. This is my match. So I just think it's so genius. The layers of Thank operation. you. I love that you, I love that you spotted that. Yeah. This is working on a number of levels. Yes. So, so I'm describing how I have focused and in doing that, I'm letting people know who I work with. Exactly. So, so we had to focus on the what mm -hmm. I've, I've narrowed down the who, yep. but you've got to do the what. Now I love working with people on everything. I, the, it's so broad. A woman just got diagnosed with cancer. 
So I said, why don't you bring your husband to the call and we'll deal with this. And I did a session on how she's going to relate to this major life change. That's not in my branding, but you've got to focus your messaging. So I looked at what do all my clients want? All of them want more money. May not be the highest value for some of them, but they want more money. More money is better than less. So I said, we'll start with that. Doubling revenue. I'm not going to talk to you about 10xing your revenue over a year unless you've got very special circumstances. Doubling revenue is a good solid goal. So we'll start with that. Then the second thing- How do you thing- measure 30% more courage? I love that there's a stat in there because guys, humans are addicted to statistics. We love them. Throw in a random number and you're like, oh, this guy really knows his stuff. He's got a percentage in there. Right. Um, how do right. you measure well, 30% more courage? Well, I added the courage because- uh, once you've got twice as much revenue and twice as much time off, what I really get interested in is how you're showing up in the world. How are you showing up for yourself? How are you showing up for your kids, for your partner, for your friends, for your customers, your clients? I care about that. And I find that leaning into my courage has always helped me feel better about myself. I don't always get what I want, but I feel proud that I didn't let fear stop me. And I came up with 30% because there's a sweet spot for all of us. A lot of us are playing too safe. And if you're playing too safe, you wanna ramp it up a bit. Some of us can hear this concept of courage and go and do some crazy stuff. And I've been one of them. I've stepped off mountains. I was gonna say that, then we get to the parasailing flattened spine. (laughs) Yeah, the paragliding and breaking my back. Sometimes I've gone too far and paragliding. Yeah, that might be one example. Being a paraglider and a motorcyclist together, probably not good for my life expectancy. I've also, <laughs> I've also done things like um, explored open relationships where I'm dating a woman and she has other partners and I have other partners. I, that's very scary for me. And I'm like, let's see how far this goes and how, how far, uh, how much I can learn how much I can open. I found out that that's too much for me. I have, aban- I have abandonment stuff. So I can get triggered enough in monogamy. I don't need polyamory to, to trigger me. So I don't want anyone to go beyond their edge. I want okay. you to find your edge and ride your edge. And 30% is a nice round number. Just 30, if you were 30% more courageous, what might you do? Would you start having cold showers? Would you go and have some tough conversations with people who've been bugging you in your life or you've got desires you've been too scared to express? It's, a, it's rich territory, 30%. In fact, here's an exercise I offer for all listeners. Take a pen, piece of paper and write up the top, what would I do if I was fearless? And see what comes out. You don't have to do it all. This is where the 30% comes in. I like that a then lot. Then you just That's go and cool circle twist. a few things. I've been doing from Spencer Johnson's Who Moved My Cheese, which I've been teaching for like 20 years. That's a really long time now. I feel old. What would you do if you weren't afraid? But I really like the flip that takes the negative out and gives it an identity. There's a big difference between an activity and identity. So what would I do if I wasn't afraid is an activity. What would I do if I wasn't afraid? But what would I do if I was fearless 
Through doing the activity, you begin to own the identity. It's genius. I like your layers. I like them a lot. <laughs> very, very cool. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?